Hello, mamas. We are talking today on the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast all about feeling unseen or undesirable in motherhood. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio Laura. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to episode two in our Nourish the Feminine podcast series with the incredible Julie Tenner. If you've listened to episode one, which I hope you have, because that is important for today, then I'm sure you are already frothing off Julie Tenner and all of her work. You can go find her on Instagram at julietenner.love. She's an author. She's a mum of four. She's a facilitator. She helps couples deepen their intimacy. She's an all-round legend. And if you want to learn more about these topics or if you want to feel seen and feel desirable in motherhood, please go check her out. She's amazing. But If you haven't listened to episode one in this Nourish the Feminine podcast series, please go listen to it because it provides the foundation of these feminine energies that we talk about. And it's such a key part in this conversation. So go listen to that first before you dive into today's episode. This is a four-part series. So today we are talking about episode two, all about universal motherhood struggles. And often it's around feeling unseen and feeling undesirable. So Julie speaks about what are the common struggles women come to her with? And it's about feeling like they can't get out of their masculine, feeling like they're not seen, that they're not desirable, feeling like they're falling out of love with their partner, like they're disconnected from their body. They're just not feeling enough. They're always in their head, but they can't feel, feeling like they're a slave to their children, to their life, to their circumstances. Women who are ignoring their body's needs and intuition um, and I speak as well in this story and this interview about all the interesting (laughs) stories that come up for me when Julie talks about all of these topics, particularly around the being seen part. I, I have some really interesting narratives around being visible and being seen and dressing to impress and like really stepping into my sexiness and and things like that. And we speak about the link between beauty and the feminine. And I know for me that's some work I need to do. And I wonder if when you listen to this interview that you'll also go, ooh. Yeah, I I agree with what you were saying, Laura, and that's something I need to work on. I'm not sure. But as always, I'd love to hear from you over at Physio Laura. Come and jump on my socials and let me know what you got out of today's episode because I so love hearing your feedback. I love hearing where you're at in your journey, whether these concepts are new to you or whether you're totally on this pathway already and you already heard this all before and it's not at all new. I just so love to hear your feedback. So jump on over, let me know. Remember, we've got two more episodes coming up in this series where we talk mostly about relationships, sex after birth, libido, changing the way you interact with your partner, making sure that you guys are on opposite ends of that polarity spectrum so you've got that spark and that chemistry and that desire. And it's really fascinating. I know for me, it's really helped me and my husband, like having Julie's work on board understanding these concepts has been so powerful. So yeah, definitely make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast because those episodes are coming out soon. And remember, all of these episodes are already pre-uploaded inside my online membership, The Pregnancy Posse. So if you are looking for more support in your pregnancy, if you want weekly workouts, pelvic floor exercises, ways to manage your pelvic pain, back pain, abdominal separation, whatever it is, we have yoga, meditation, Really, it's just taking the guesswork out of pregnancy. And if you're listening to this episode and you're like, yeah, I'm stuck in my masculine all day. I can't get into my flow. That's probably because you've got too much load. That's probably because you're in your head all the time. So let me help you. (laughs) 
Join the pregnancy posse. I will take that mental load away from you, allow you to dip into your feminine. You're going to feel so much better. You can find out more at thatpregnancyposse.com and you can trial the program for seven days. And I know you're going to love it. And please tell me when you join the posse, if it does help you dip into your feminine flow, I'd so love to hear that. That would really brighten my day. But without further ado, let's jump into episode two in this Nourish the Feminine podcast series, chatting all about feeling unseen or undesirable in motherhood. Enjoy. I'm just wondering if you could maybe, for those women listening who are like, oh, I don't know if this applies to me. I don't know if I'm no good at like dipping into my feminine. Is there like some classic, for want of a better word, symptoms or like, you know, like struggles that those women are presenting with? Like what sort of things just on paper, Mm -hmm. list them off that women might go, oh, that's me. That's me. That's me. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) No, because I am enjoying your question. I'm more just feeling delighted by your question. (laughs) Um, Let me stick with that. So what are the common themes? The common themes that I see in women, particularly in mothers, is I feel unseen. I feel unvalued I feel undesirable I don't feel noticed so which we can even just I'll just spend there for a hot little second because we can even judge ourselves Mm. for that right even part of the feminism movement is well why do you need those things it's so like such a waste of your time to worry about how sexy and desirable you are because that's the opposite of feminism but what I want you to consider is there's an aspect to that that all femme beings it it just it's part of your nourishment we all have a need to feel seen to feel chosen to feel met like that really rounds you out and makes you feel incredible so I don't want you to judge that part of you that you might label as needy Mm. it's like ah, you know but you will start to say this because you will feel unseen in the world you will feel unseen by your partner so this unseen theme this unmet theme no one hears me no one listens to me no one sees me. I'm invisible. I'm dowdy. I'm just a mum. You know, any of these things that create that sense of invisibility is a really key thing because the opposite of that would be the full feminine force, which is so magnetic. You don't even have to say a word, but take a step into a room and every single head looks at you, right? So you feel like your innate magnetism does not exist you are somehow missing that desirable magnetic force, the capacity to be attractive, to call people into you, to feel seen, to feel noticed. And we can see this play out in money stories. Am I an abundant force of attraction? Do I magnetically call things towards me? Do I lean back and know that I'm so well looked after and things flow to me? The people at the right time flow to me. Money flows to me. The abundance I'm seeking in my life flows to me. Incredible sexy moments flow to me. Like, do we have this sense of it flows to me, I'm magnetic? Or do we feel like, oh, I have to work harder because it's not working. I've got to push harder, work harder, force harder, be more because I'm not enough. I don't know enough. I'm not enough. Mm. So I see that. I see a lot of I've fallen out of love with my partner. Like, you know, oh, I've fallen out of desire with them. Maybe I love them, but, you know, we're, we're like mates. We're like best friends. We're somehow co-pilots in this family, Inc., 
but we're not lovers. I don't mm. feel met. Mm. I also see most of the women that I see have what I would call a hypermasculine state. So they uh, remember motherhood is a masculine art form, mm. which often is quite shocking for a lot of women because you've got to look at the skill set that you're employing. So when you're a mother, it doesn't look, I'll say, it doesn't matter whether you're a CEO of a company or you're leading projects or you're leading humans, little humans included, you're in charge. Mm. You're the boss. You're responsible. You've got to make sure that little humans or the project or the people go from where they are to where you need them to be by the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month, whatever it is. And you're constantly managing. You're the boss of time and schedules and people and places and goal achievement and getting shit done, right? You are feeling less in order to do more. You are responsible for, I hold space for these people. We do it as practitioners. I will hold space for you, but I'm not feeling myself. I'm not with my own feelings while I'm holding mm. space. So I spend all day disconnecting from my own body, from my own needs, from my own feelings. Mothers do this beautifully and I don't eat all day. Mm. I skip breakfast. In fact, I eat the scraps off my child's plate because that's all I can manage while I'm still running around and moving. Worse than that, I eat the scraps that have fallen on the floor before the dog gets them. Right? Yeah. But it, it like, it breaks my heart because I'm like, fuck. You will feel like a slave because that is how you see yourself. Mm. We hold on and we pride ourselves on how hard we can hold on before we need to go to the toilet because, you know, there's shit that needs to get done. So we will constantly train our body to ignore what it's feeling, ignore what it's saying to us, ignore its signals because there's shit that needs to get done that's more important than our body and how it feels and our connection to it and meeting our own mm. needs. So women get very funny about, am I allowed needs? Do I have needs? What will happen if I ask my partner truly for what I need? Mm. So does that give you somewhere oh to go? Oh, my gosh. So many places. But I just feel like you, it, like you say, it's sad, but you just described how so many mothers out there are feeling um, yeah. where they, they yeah. can't possibly consider putting them themselves first, the worthiness and, like, you know, like the giving, the constant giving and like not feeling like they're allowed to put themselves and their needs first. And I just think that this is just like a whole revolution. Yeah. We need to like, we need to change how mothers see themselves because what I want to speak about next is the power of the feminine and the power of stepping into that energy. Because I think a lot of women, yes, society has suppressed that, but I think there's a lot of shame about or like, um, yeah, suppression, shame, like it's, it's not cool to step into your feminine energy. Like I know myself, I still have to remind myself that if I cry, if I like express myself in any way that seems anything other than stoic and, you know, like really mm. strong, that that's beautiful and okay and amazing. But I still notice that I've got those little stories around being weak or like not looking like I have yeah. my stuff together or, or like... I, I still, yeah. I think I'm a pretty aware person, but I still have to really sit with, it's yeah. okay to feel. In fact, not just it's okay to feel, you're allowed to do this, but it is powerful to sit in that. Like it's, it's actually your powerhouse to sit in that feminine energy. And another point I wanted to make before we talk about the power of the feminine energy and why we should celebrate just how freaking epic mothers are and how we shouldn't be trying to be mask all the time. But 
you mentioned about being seen and I just noticed what popped up for me when you were talking about you know, like feeling beautiful and like wearing what you like to wear and dressing how you like to wear and how feeling seen is like really important. And I did the same thing that you mentioned where I went, oh, but like we, we shouldn't care what other people think of us. We shouldn't dress <laughs> yeah. for our partner to look at us. We're not objects. Like we are, we are mothers. Yeah, and yeah. We are not dressing for you to perv on me. And I just had this full narrative playing when you said yeah. that. And I was like, oh man, like that is really interesting to observe that because at the end of the day, like I think I I think I'm beautiful in anything. But I do know that when I wear a certain dress or when I put a bit of mascara on or like you know, like I look a little less disheveled than some other times that I'm like, oh, I do feel nice. And there is something really lovely about feeling sexy, but I have that other part of my brain that goes, yeah, but you don't need that, Laura. Like you should be enough without needing someone to see you be sexy. And I'm like, oh, that's deep, right? Like that just runs that shame and that and I agree with you in that it's not just the physical like and these are also some questions that came through from listeners about feeling dirty about being sexy which we'll talk about later which I'll like whoa but I guess my version of that is just like a milder version of that I don't feel dirty but I certainly I'm not embracing it right like I'm not like loving it and stepping into it with full gusto but um when you spoke about money stories and like it plays out everywhere, right? If you are not okay yeah. with being seen, let's just talk physical. That means that like in yeah. business, in your like money stories, in so many other facets of life, you're not going to step yeah. into your light because you are, you know, scared. And I do think that it plays out everywhere. And I just love that you yeah. touched on it because yeah, I know listeners are going to be like me and going to go, yeah, but I shouldn't look like this for other people, but you know, what's wrong with that, yeah. right? Like what is wrong with that? It's okay if you want to look sexy for your partner. It's okay if you want to look sexy for yourself, for whoever, but like, let's just not shame ourselves for feeling this way and let, let's let ourselves embrace it. I just think that I wanted to make a note of that. <laughs> Oh, look, I just, I love so much about what you said. It's like waves and goosebumps happening in my body as you're speaking. I mean, there's just this so much. What I find so interesting, and I, I love that you phrased it that way too, was not like, oh, fucking, I want to argue it or I want to like, it was just like, wow, this is really interesting. And I always think that's the best way for us to approach any of this mm. is just, huh, let me just open this up a little and see what's here. Yes. And let it just be really gentle and with curiosity, because if we say in curiosity, we, we can't be in judgment. Mm. So staying open and curious is always going to get you everywhere you need to go. Yes. So I love first that you went, this is so interesting, because what I find so interesting is the judgments that we have against other yeah. women are literally the patriarchy inside 100%. of us. 100%. So you're like, oh, I run into this with women all of the time who, um, you know, are strong, powerful women who want strong, powerful men as lovers and are still carrying part of that belief that they only want these, you know, um, airhead, you know, bimbo type of women, which I don't like, but that in and of itself is a curious statement yes. versus I look at these women who are so embodied in their feminine that they fully celebrate and incarnate beauty and beauty is the gift of the goddess mm. 
why do you think temples are adorned in gold and the richest of fabrics and the most glittering of jewels upon royalty and spaces of worship? Because we know the feminine, the force of abundance exists and is amplified in spaces of beauty. And the more beauty, the more abundance there is. You won't find that, that rich, abundant manifesting capacity in spaces that are disheveled and unkempt and uncared for. She leaves. There's so many goddess stories that will tell us this, that if she is not worshipped, if she is not respected, if she is not honoured, she just leaves. Mm. She just does it quietly. She just disappears. She's not here to fight you for it. Put on the stamp of foot and go, pay attention, look after me. Mm. She just goes, oh, okay. I'll just move to somewhere where I am on it. Mm. So I think we can think about that in the spaces that we create. We can think about that with our bodies. We can think about that with our sexuality. It's just an abundance force of attraction. Mm. So what I love about these women is they, to me, when I look at them, I just feel blessed by them because they are here fully incarnating an aspect, not the aspect, an aspect of the feminine. And she's beautiful. And when I look at her, I'm reminded of how beautiful I am, of how beautiful the feminine is, of how blessed I am, because I feel different when I see her, right? The feminine, that's why she's so powerful. You talk about power. That's why she's so powerful. That's why men, the masculine, the patriarchy, and all of us have sought to suppress and stop her from being too much because we feel like we have to use force to control her because if we don't, that feminine force is way more powerful than anything the mind has to mm. offer. How many men have left and given up and ruined countries and monarchies and marriages and families because of this force? Mm. I mean, forever since the beginning of time, she's that powerful. So there's a part in all of us that knows that. So when I see her and I'm reminded of this beauty, I'm changed, right? You see a beautiful woman, you feel different. Mm. You sit and plug into this podcast, you feel different. You go and hang out with that friend, you feel different. Mm. You play that song, you feel different. That's the feminine power. It literally changes how you mm. feel. So when I see a woman who has an effect on me, who changes how I feel, I'm not then blocking it going, ugh. Well, she's so, so just so I can somehow feel self-righteous about my way of being or belonging to the world, mm. it can be different and I can love that difference. I can love her to go, I oh, just like you are just gorgeous and I just love that feeling and remembrance of beauty in my body. Mm. And I love the reminder and the visual, you know, the walking vision board of I get to be seen in the world. Mm. Look how much she adores like a Persian cat being looked at and being stroked mm. and, you know, being tended to and cared for. Yeah. There's a part in me, it doesn't matter how powerful you are as a woman or how much you're a kick-ass boss babe, there's a part in you that wants to be looked after. Mm. There's a part of you that doesn't want to lead, that wants to be mm. led, that wants to be floating through the world like a feather that's, you know, softly protected and looked after. Mm. So we need to have a touch point on that part of us rather than judging the feminine as weak and the masculine as strong because it's simply an untrue bias. Yeah. So I love the way that we can see how we look at women is often how we can see the blocks that we have to our own state of feminine. Absolutely. And 
I just love, I love, I love it in all forms. I just love, I love witnessing the feminine. I love witnessing the masculine. What I can hear from you is you just have an appreciation. And I think it's because you can see you've done the work on yourself. Like you are so good at holding your own space that you can just appreciate those around you rather than, like you said, feeling like you need to tear someone down because you're triggered by something. How beautiful that you can look with curiosity and you can celebrate and use other people as reminders for where, you know, like you're not free. Like, I think there's a beautiful quote, like, um, that triggers are essentially just reminders of where we're not free. And I just think that's such a beautiful way Ooh, to, beautiful. to look at those things. So if you are noticing that something in another woman or man triggers you and you feel challenged by it, like look into that and go, Ooh, where is that hurting me and why and where can I maybe step up for that? And I love that so much. And I'm just feeling like all flowy and in my feminine just talking to you. So that's so lovely. <laughs> hey, mamas. I so hope you loved episode two in this Nourish the Feminine podcast series with the incredible Julie. I feel like I'm totally gushing over here all the time. But if you've listened to episode one and two by now, you would know how amazing she is, how beautiful her message is. And I really hope that when you listen to today's message that maybe you felt validated in the feelings that you're having. Maybe you felt like you've fallen out of love a little bit with your partner. Maybe you're feeling unseen in motherhood or undesirable, a bit dowdy, as Julie would say. And maybe you're like, how do I get this spark back on me? How do I get the spark back in my relationship? And maybe you're having these questions. So firstly, I hope that this episode really helped you to feel validated that you're not alone that there are so many women out there dealing with these struggles and it is a very real part of matrescence and that motherhood journey and you're not alone. And as I share in the episode, there's so much that comes up for me as well around being seen and really stepping into my light and being sexy and like really wanting to be validated because that's such an interesting story for me as I shared in the podcast around, oh, but I shouldn't need that. Does that make me less of a person? And so I so love that Julie validates that, no, the feminine wants to be seen. And if she's not, she'll walk away. <laughs> she wants to be acknowledged. And I just think that's really beautiful because I don't think culture necessarily supports that. So I so hope you love this episode. Please come on over to at Laura and tell me what you loved about this episode. Please give me all of your feedback. If you have any follow-up questions, please come and tell me. And please go and give Julie a follow at juliettenner.love. She's amazing. She shares so many amazing resources. And if you want to connect with her further, please go and jump on over and connect with her. Now, remember, we still have two episodes coming up in this Nourish the Feminine podcast series where we're talking all about relationships, sex, spark, desire, intimacy, loving your postpartum body, changing your sex menu after birth. It's so juicy and so good. So if that feels like something you want to listen to, Make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you do not miss out. Or if you want to consume that information right now, right today, jump on into my Pregnancy Posse program. That is to nourish all of the pregnant women out there. The podcast series, all four episodes, is pre-uploaded inside that. So you can consume that right away. I do weekly 10-minute workouts, pelvic floor exercises, stretches, yoga, meditation, preparing for birth. Takes all of the masculine thinking load out of it allows you to dip into your feminine pregnancy flow. So if that feels good for you, go and check out thepregnancyposse.com and you can trial the program for seven days. Thank you so much for being here. I hope wherever you are today that you are feeling seen and desirable because you are so beautiful, mama. You are so worthy 
And you just need to really own that within yourself because no one is going to give that to you. You need to know it yourself because you're a queen. You are just, oh, as Julie said, like the appreciation I have for mothers is just out of this world. And I so hope you appreciate you. So stay tuned. I'll see you soon for episode three, where we talk all about relationships, spark, libido, chemistry, all of the things. Bye.